welcome to the Husker 24-7 podcast. That's some bouncy music, Brunts. Uh, this is a bouncy day for Husker football. Uh, Chubba fever. Chubba Purdy is in. And Nebraska now has two portal quarterbacks they've added uh, that are supposed to be here for the spring in Casey Thompson and Chubba Purdy. Uh, pretty big day. I think, uh, you know, the arrows were sort of pointed toward Chubba Purdy, the former Florida State QB, ending up at Nebraska. But uh, what's your initial take, Michael Brunts, on this uh, breaking news? Yeah, we, we reserve the hype cast music for the hype cast itself of course, and um, quarterback commits and especially off-season transfer portal commits. I feel like we okay. need like a sound effect, like an airlock of like somebody coming out of a portal, like a or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> That's the best I can do. So um, kind of a swish of a combination of like a, an airy sound and the Vi- the Minnesota Vikings horn. Like you got to kind of combine those two things somehow. <laughs> with like the robot like a robot voice like yes welcome from the portal um, <laughs> yeah, be good. yeah it's a big day um so we use the big music but it's you know we we did kind of a special one-off podcast whenever nebraska got casey thompson and nebraska starts classes tomorrow on tuesday with a decidedly different looking quarterback room um than they had a few weeks ago which we were just kind of talking about this before we started recording. Certainly the coaching changes are a huge, huge discussion point for this off season, but the quarterbacks and who they got out of the portal is going to be right up there in my opinion, because if you're going to make this thing go and you have to make it go, you need the right guy uh, at, at that quarterback spot. And what Nebraska has added as they've added a veteran starter in Casey Thompson from Texas. They've added Chubba Purdy, a former four-star recruit who was good in service, serviceable good in, in very small doses at Florida State. They kind of had a, a revolving door at quarterback, and he had some injury issues that he battled. But this is uh, at getting kind of that long-term depth and a guy that's got four years of eligibility remaining. I think that that – makes makes what was already i think a pretty um effective offseason even more so yeah and for people wondering okay with chubba purdy what didn't happen for him at florida state part of it was the injury situation he uh he wasn't an early enrollee i don't believe there uh so he he came sort of late in the 2020 into their system and then he got a chance but he had like a collarbone injury. Um, I believe it was suffered in fall camp in 2020. Um, he managed to play through it and was kind of thrown into a starting role in one of the games, probably not completely healthy, to be honest. He took a hit and that was the end of it. And then he had to have surgery again. And so if you think about it, um, he's had sort of a disjointed beginning to his college career because of that to really judge him, you know, he like really never had a full shot to probably enter himself into the QB conversation there. And um, it feels like his connection with Mark Whipple and the Purdy family's connection with, uh, with Mark Whipple dates back a while too. And I think that was the key here because obviously, 
you know, Oklahoma was in on this one too. He visited Oklahoma just before he came to Nebraska. And so there was kind of this thought as well, it's down to these two teams and OU same OU is really in the same boat as Nebraska. They're sort of looking for a second portal option to add to their competition. So when you consider that, I think he had the chance to go to Oklahoma and Nebraska won out here. That's a pretty big deal. And it, it speaks to what Mark Whipple and Scott Frost, how they connected with him. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the pre-existing relationship with Mark Whipple is huge here. Um, you know, I, I think that that, that kind of prior knowledge and, and knowing somebody, I think, especially for portal guys is very important as you're kind of trying to lock in a spot. The, the situations at Oklahoma and Nebraska are kind of interesting because at Oklahoma, you have a brand new head coach who is already kind of has an OC who kind of has his hand picked quarterback that they already have in Dylan Gabriel. And they're looking for kind of that long-term option or somebody to come in and, and, and compete behind him. Nebraska's kind of in, I, I, I wouldn't say as, as the hand picked guy, they love Casey Thompson, but that job feels a little bit more open to me than, than what Oklahoma's situation is. And I think that matters, but um, you know, I, I think, you know, this is, really important to, to add depth and kind of not be putting all of your eggs into just one basket. You know what I mean? Like this is a, a guy that I, I think has a, an opportunity to really develop a lot. Um, because I, I know from talking to people at Florida state, that was even something that came up about him was through practices. He was the third string guy, but the, the coaches really liked the progress that he was making as a quarterback um, in that third string role and coming along as a college quarterback. So there's a lot to like there for Nebraska. I'll throw this back to you though. Nebraska had, um, they now have five scholarship quarterbacks. What, what does this mean for the rest of that group that, that's coming back to classes tomorrow? Um, you know, with, with two new guys in that room. I mean, if you're going to be candid, I'm sure if you're Logan Smothers right now, um, you're thinking, well, this, <laughs> this sure got murky in a hurry. Um, I, I, I mean, those guys aren't naive. They knew Nebraska was going to get at least one guy and they maybe thought it would stop there. You know, there was always talk that they might get two guys, but if you're inside that room, you're like, yeah, we'll see about that. And everything has to, the dominoes have to line up just so for that to happen. And they did. And so, yeah, Scott Frost has said since he arrived here, that he liked five scholarship quarterbacks in a room. Now it's hard to keep five. Let's be real here in this day and age. And that's, and people have to kind of accept that as part of this conversation. I think you want to make it a fair fight. Everybody, Logan included Heinrich Harburg, young guy, raw potential, uh, big arm. I mean, you don't count out guys like that. Um, but let's face it after the spring, there will be some guys who are probably trying to figure out where, where do I sit right now? Am I third? Am I fourth? Am I in that, you know, um, what is my long-term scenario here? The other thing about this is I think I understand it completely because of Casey Thompson's experience last year at Texas. And the fact that he is an older guy, he will be presumed the favorite in dialogue like when we talk about you know whenever we talk about the qb race people are going to presume he's the favorite and that might be true um but i would add to that if you're a third year guy in college which chubba purdy now is which logan smother is 
and you're a competitor, you're thinking it's my turn just as well as it is his. Like I, at some point experience is worth so much. Like I do think there's value that Casey Thompson like started a game against Oklahoma and played as well as he did. And he started 10 games and, you know, was, was really quite good before his thumb injury that probably gives him the advantage in the public eye. But if I'm the coaches, I want to make this clear to everybody in that room. This is a fight. Like we want this to be a fight. This is Nebraska. It's supposed to be that way. You got to earn your keep. And uh, there's supposed to be four or five good players here. And you're supposed to show that you're the best one of the bunch. And uh, if you are, you'll get your shot. And so, you know, Chubba Purdy must have liked what he heard on that front as far as what the competition and how open it is, because I wouldn't think he would just say, yeah, I'm raising my hand and going to a place where, you know, this guy's definitely the starter and I'm the backup right off the bat. I don't think he's thinking that at all. So I do think we have to be a little careful to not just assume that somebody's a starter because he's 23 years old and another guy's 20 or 21 years old at that at some point that doesn't matter a lot um so we're gonna have a fascinating spring though if everybody gets here as they're supposed to um i mean that's gonna be we we've basically gone a few years if you think about it where we knew adrian was going to be the starter uh before that uh we've we've known like the last three times pretty much like who the starting quarterback is for multi-years and we haven't had a lot of great sort of starting QB battles so this spring uh besides the sort of desperation for Nebraska football to turn it around suddenly has great storylines attached to the quarterback race and Chubba Purdy who was uh 32 pounds when he was one year old which is why he has the nickname Chubba um is now in the fold and has four years of eligibility, which is pretty nice. How much money do you think you could have won from the Purdy family at that point if you would have bet them that they were going to have a quarterback on their hands when he's sitting there at 30-some pounds at one-year-old? You're like... Well, you have more experience on this, Brunts, because you you have a couple little ones. Um, what's the average weight of a, of a one-year-old? I'm sitting there with a 38-pound, three-and-a-half-year-old. And uh, so I was talking to a couple other father friends the other day about just (laughs) how how you have to be sitting there with a one-year-old that size being like, what have I gotten myself into? Um, And and maybe some concern that they're that large as well. But um, yeah, good good for him. He ended up being a quarterback and not an offensive tackle. Um. So here's here's one other thing, I guess that since we're to that point in the in the off season, there's still a few more weeks left before National Signing Day, Part Two, Two Point uh, Nebraska picked up a running back commit yesterday, also former Florida State running back. Um, what would you, I guess, what what would be your letter grade for Nebraska's off season in terms of addition of talent through the transfer portal. Cause I think, I think a lot of people when Scott Frost was saying, well, this class is only going to be like 12 people. There was some concern about, well, what the heck is this roster going to look like going into the spring? Since then you've added two quarterbacks, um, you know, some talented um, wide receivers, a, a former high four star and Trey Palmer, a couple potential starting offensive linemen, um, 
cornerback and Tommy Hill that's going to be in that mix as well. What I guess have you been surprised that Nebraska's kind of been able to get this thing close to the finish line in one piece? Because for a while there, it was looking a little dodgy. Yeah, it was. Um, I would say I'd give it an A minus right now. I, I and I'm call that a homer grade. I don't care. I feel like they've they've addressed almost all of the needs. I would say they needed to accept one. And I bet you could guess what I'm going to say. It's it's a big defensive lineman, and maybe that's out there. Um, you know, there's there's definitely stuff swirling in the winds, and there's some interesting targets, including a guy who's down in Miami that. You know, I think Nebraska's been in on. We'll see what happens. But if they could land that, you know, we obviously don't know that these guys are going to have success on the field in the Husker uniform. But I would say on paper, if you go through it, you're like, okay, you wanted to add two QBs. They did that. And the pretty high-profile names. Um, they needed to add to their running back room. Um, whether we're counting this as part of it or not, you know, they add a Juco addition and probably the top Juco running back in the country and Anthony Grant on Sunday, who ran for more than 1700 yards last year, Tommy Hill, as you mentioned, is going to be right in the mix or at least get his crack at trying to fight for that job that Cam Taylor Britt left behind um, previously at Arizona state. And then the part Trey Palmer is uh, already in deep with Mickey Joseph because they he was with him at LSU. So that's a guy who can maybe help your return game as much as anything, but definitely is in the wide receiver conversation. And then uh, this you're special forget, teams. You're, you're, you're forgetting the biggest addition of them all. Bushini? Boom, boom, Bushini. Yeah. Well, he might be. I, I, mean, I know. I'm, not, I, I, I'm saying that facetiously, <laughs> but that's there's some truth there, I think. Well, that's why I give it an A-. minus. I mean – like okay if you're a guy sitting in boise idaho and you're just like looking at it you're like oh yeah there's a couple a punter and a kicker on there too but everybody who's watched this program closely knows those could you know bleak road and bushini if they're good um that that destroys a lot of angst right there and um they could they could rise to the top of this class in a hurry uh, so yeah because of filling out those needs maybe getting a return man in palmer you get your starting QB. Maybe you get a starting running back. We'll see. They're, he'll have to Anthony Grant will have to fight for that. Maybe a starting cornerback. Um, I'd I'd give it an A minus. And if they get a D, if they get that D lineman who we're all like, okay, that's big time, then I say it's an A on paper. And then we'll revisit this in a year and see if it was actually an A or a C or a D or something. But what do you think? Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I I don't need to be like throwing pitchers around and spilling Kool-Aid everywhere. But I mean, you know, Nebraska had some legitimate concerns at a number of positions. And, you know, to be honest, Brian, I, I think too, Nebraska, the, the situation at Nebraska is one reason why I was a little bit skeptical that they were going to be able to get everything done and, and get everything on their list. I mean, you know, the, the perception out there is, is that Nebraska uh, is in a tough spot right now. Hasn't won very many games. They haven't. And, you know, for, for a guy that has multiple years left um, of eligibility, I mean, that would probably give me a little bit of pause. Um, you know, I, I think that they have the special teams ads, I think are huge. I, I was slightly skeptical that they were going to be able to get two quarterbacks out of the portal just because of the nature of that position and, and the portal itself. But, I, you know, it, I, I think that they've done enough to add – 
some some intrigue, like you said, going into the spring. I mean, you have you're going to have a legitimate quarterback battle for the first time. And I don't even know that, that Adrian Martinez and Tristan Jebbia, I would consider that a, a true battle because I think everybody could kind of see where that was headed. But, um, you know, I, I think that that kind of a competition, I think, adds a little bit to the the sense of urgency in a spring practice because spring can get boring. I mean, that that's the, the truth of it. And when you have your star position up for grabs, I think it kind of raises, um, you know, the, 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 the angst level, the anxiety a little bit for everybody. And I think for a program that badly needs to turn things around, I think they need that right now. I wonder if, you know, everybody here and especially on our board, our message board is tired of the word close. You know, they really can't stand it when you talk about Husker sports and Husker football in particular. But I do wonder when you talk about portal guys, if you're on the outside looking in and you're not in this state and surrounded by just everyday talk about Nebraska football, if that's a little different, like if they could actually use that, even though we make fun of the word and like how, you know, like, okay, close, close, close. But if you're, if you're one of these QBs or, or, you know, any of these guys who have added, you, you do look at it like, okay, they were in all these games right to the end. And especially if you're like a punter, like Brian Buscini, for example, and you're thinking of, well, if I change seven yards of field position, every time I kick it, you know, maybe that's a difference in three or four wins in those games that are decided by three or four points. And so I agree with you. There's reasons why I would have pause maybe um, right now about the situation at Nebraska. But I also wonder if the competitive side and the ego side of some of the guys they're pursuing says, yeah, they are close from the outside looking yeah. in and I can get them over the top. So yeah. it's just a different look when you're not like in the forest, you know, like when you're, we're in it, we're in it every day. And we're like, yeah, I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not, you're, it, it's, you're like, okay, yeah, I'd see it. I could, I could be a difference. Yeah. It's uh, it, it has been an interesting few weeks and in the, the portal piece of it, I mean, it has, has kind of, you know, you used to have kind of that lull between the the first signing period and the second signing period, and everybody kind of, you know, limped into their junior days and stuff like that. But I mean, it really has been it's been hot and heavy the last three weeks or so, and <laughs> that's not a bad thing. But I mean, it, it's it is the one thing that you know I know some people like to crap on the transfer portal, but the one thing it does do is if you're a team like Nebraska who needs an infusion of talent and needs guys that have, have played college football and are experienced, it, it really does allow you to flip things quickly. If you can find the right guys and, you know, you, you do enough of your homework about who you're bringing into your program. I mean, Michigan state's a great example of that, that, you know, if you do it right, it can be done. I mean, there's, you know, certainly on the basketball side, a number of examples where it hasn't worked out well to, co- to keep going into the portal. But, um, you know, th- this this has come about at the right time for a program like Nebraska that really needs some help right now. Yeah. And yeah, to finish it off, I mean, you can complain. Like off to the side, I wouldn't care because I sometimes agree with like, where is college football going with some of this stuff? You know, like, how's it going to what's it going to look like five years from now? if I'm a Husker staffer and I'm having a beverage, a cold beverage with one of my fellow peers, maybe I say a few things like, I, I don't know where this is all headed, but publicly 
you just have to embrace that this is what the boundaries are right now. This is how the game is being played. And we've got to win at this game and how it's constructed, how college football and the landscape and the portal and all this, how it is set up. Like you can't waste time or minutes like complaining about it. Um, and I do think if you've noticed, I, I feel like there has been a shift in sort of the conversation about it within the program and even mm -hmm. how coaches have talked where there's sort of that understanding, like it's not worth any time, you know, kibitzing about it. It's, it's time to just like go and attack and, and that's what they've done so far. So we'll see how it goes. I give it a high grade for now on paper and this is a big day for Nebraska football. It's going to make spring pretty interesting. Um, any final thoughts? No, I think you hit it. That was a that was a good good summation. We worked some Seinfeld references in there. Yeah. I caught your reference. I liked yeah. it. The hot and heavy, yeah. yeah and there's others who did too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I think you you hit on it well. I think we can wrap it up. All right. Well, thanks for uh, listening to the Husker twenty four seven podcast. We'll have a ton of coverage. Obviously, the news keeps coming. Uh, it doesn't stop anymore in college football. So come to the website husker twenty four seven dot com for all the latest. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.